Are you also tired of one-size-fits-all weight loss plans? Meet Noom, the personalized solution that meets you where you are. Noom is able to understand your unique needs, from dietary restrictions to medical concerns. Unlike restrictive programs, Noom embraces your lifestyle and choices. Discover a sustainable approach to weight loss, tailored just for you. Honestly, Noom felt like it was made for me. It's not just about what I eat. It's about understanding why. With Noom, I've learned so much about myself and built healthier habits that stick. It's all about progress, not perfection. Say goodbye to restrictive diets and experience the Noom app for yourself with personalized lessons and expert coaching. Noom's psychology and biology-based approach has helped over 5.2 million people achieve their goals. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you been struggling lately? Maybe you're having trouble sleeping, difficulty with the relationship, or just suffering from self-doubt. Now, y'all know there's no shame in my game, and life has been lifing lately. Trying to manage the priorities of being a wife, mom, friend, and full-time entrepreneur, it can get overwhelming. If this sounds like you, then BetterHelp wants to help you today. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to a therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There are over 20,000 therapists in BetterHelp's network, which gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. All you have to do is fill out a questionnaire to assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. How cool is that? Then you schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. You can also request a new therapist anytime at no additional charge. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced therapist from BetterHelp. There's a special offer to the Slaying Self-Doubt podcast listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash slang. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash slang, S-L-A-Y-I-N-G. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. You're listening to the Slaying Self-Doubt Podcast with Coach Felicia, where we empower Black women to overcome their doubts, fears, and insecurities in order to give birth to their God-given purpose. Join me and sometimes some of my friends on our journey as we remind you that you are not alone. I'm Felicia Wallace, and together we will find our fears and slay them. Hey Slayers, welcome back to another episode of the Slayers of Our Podcast. It's your girl, Coach Felicia. Welcome to all the new and continued listeners. No matter how you found the podcast, whether it was by way of a guest episode, solo episode, or you found me on the internet, um, thank you so much for being here and wanting to be a part of this journey. Um, you guys, we are getting closer to that 50,000 download mark, and I am so excited. So um, thank you all so much for continuing to listen and share and um, just keep it going. 
on till we hit that and we surpass it. Uh, if you have not subscribed to the newsletter, you need to make sure that you go to the website and you do that now. The reason why is that when stuff is happening um, in person, uh, events are happening, you are the first to know. My 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 Slayer Nation uh, on the newsletter, uh, Slayer newsletter. I'm I'm still playing around with this word Slayers, right? Uh, but basically, my Slayer Nation will know firsthand. Um, and so you want to be plugged in so that when these things happen and it's like, oh, you know, it's limited, you get first dibs. Like, for real, you want to be plugged in so that you can do that. Um, so let's talk about a few few things. Uh, so uh, I know that y'all have been, those of you all who have been listening to me for a while, even those who haven't, um, you listen often and you hear the ads that happen. Some of them are ads that I, that are host read me um and some are plugged in from my um hosting site um but the ads that are host read that are from me um are done specifically to give one attention to the things that um I'm either selling, I'm either um, uh, uh, promoting for myself or for others. And so if you are a business owner, if you are an entrepreneur and you are hearing that, you heard that ad and you are interested in um, purchasing ad space for your business on the slantself.podcast, please, please, please email me at info at FeliciaWallace.com. That information will be in the show notes, but y'all, we're growing. And so part of what I do is and what I want to do a part of my journey as well is to bring attention to other um, other businesses who are doing things and so if you would like to be a part of this journey and you would like to make sure that your business is uh, shared with the Slayer Nation make sure you email me um, about Adspace again info at FeliciaWallace.com Calm. Y'all also know that um, this podcast was an assignment from God. Um, you know that I started this not necessarily wanting to do it, but you know, I was definitely being obedient. And um, in real life, I show up every week because y'all show up. As these numbers continue to grow, I'm like, yeah, bro, people are really, really listening. Um, but it's not you know, it's, it's, it isn't something that is necessarily always easy. It is time consuming. I have to, you know, carve out time for my day. I have to um, sometimes not do a few things, um, but I have to make time for it because I believe in what it is that I do. I'm, again, being obedient, but also so that I'm connecting with you all. With that being said, podcasting is not cheap, right? We have to pay for hosting. We have to pay for equipment. We have to pay for um, sometimes advertisement, depending on how how big we want to go. And I told y'all, Slants of Dot will be a household name, right? And so if you enjoy this podcast and you find value from it, you can make a donation by buying me a coffee. It is an um basically like a donation app where it literally is you buy me a coffee coffee. One coffee is five dollars, right? Um, and your support doesn't go unnoticed. It allows me to create new content and reach more people. So if you are interested in um supporting the the podcast outside of just listening uh consider making a donation so go ahead and click that buy me a coffee um uh link and you know go ahead and buy me a coffee i like you know it's the it's the fall i like a pumpkin spice latte you know what i'm saying um but it really will help as we are trying to grow this um this movement in in real life 
Um, and so today, guys, we are on a new series. We are in a new month. It is October. Um, I am recording this on October 1st, that's Saturday, okay? Um, but we are in a new month. And I told you guys before, we this month, we will be having an IG Live series where we're going to be talking about slaying our finances. And so that's what we talk about here on Sunday show. It'll be my viewpoint and you know my uh where i'm coming from on the subject that we're going to discuss on thursdays um with our uh guest the money mindset coach tiffany burns from the lotus legacy um and so today we're talking about earning money okay i know y'all are probably thinking what 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 exactly what do you mean what you about to get into um nothing serious nothing serious just a little little something something okay but i really want to i believe that it's important for us to have these conversations right like a lot of what we do on this show is have conversations that people are having in their head, not at their dinner tables, not on vacation, not in, um, not always in the circles that they need to be. Um, but if we are out here really trying to be generational curse breakers, we have to have difficult conversations. And y'all know in the black community, we don't we don't talk about money. Okay. It's almost like we don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about money. Like it just doesn't happen. It isn't a conversation that happens. You need to mind your business. As long as you got food in your mouth and the roof over your head, we good. Right. That is pretty much the, um, kind of connotation that comes along with it. And, you know, it's generational. Like we, we're always like that. My cousins and I joke a lot of time where uh, somebody asks you how much you make or, you know, like your kids. When I say somebody, I mean like your kids, like adults know not to do all that. Uh, but like your kids and you feel like they in your personal business. Like uh, I ain't about to tell you we good. Right now. I'm not saying that you can't tell them that's completely up to you. But I do believe that conversations about money need to be had. It needs to we need to have very specific conversations with them about saving, about paying your bills on time, about credit, about debt, about um, investment, like about uh, earning a certain amount of money. Like all of that is is very, very important. And so um, I figured like what better way to start like practicing what I preach basically and you know to talk about it here on the show so for today I want to use um some biblical scripture to go along with what we're talking about so this is coming from Luke 14 28 through 30 it says here's an example perhaps one of you wants to build a tall building before you start to build you will sit down you will decide how much it will cost then you need to know if you have enough money to finish the work if you do not do this, you may not have enough money. You may put in the first stones in the ground, but then you cannot finish the building. If you have to stop, other people will laugh at you. They will say this to each they will say to each other, that man is a fool. He started to build and he could not finish the work. And so when we're talking about earning money, um I, I I like that scripture for a multiple for multiple reasons, but specifically about earning money is you need to know what you need in order to build. And I'm not just talking about building buildings. I'm not talking about building businesses. I'm talking about your family. I'm talking about your legacy. I'm talking about the life that you want to have for yourself, the dreams, your aspirations. Like you, 
nothing is free. You have to finance your dreams. That is a fact, right? There are some situations where, yeah, people have it. You know, you may have a trust. Somebody gave you something. You inherit some money. You win the lottery. But for most people, that is not how it happens. For most people, they don't just like aren't always born into wealth or born into money or you know money just falls into their lap for most of us we have to build what the we have to build the life that we want right and so when we talk about this this the sentence that kind of got me in the scripture was you will decide how much it will cost you will decide how much it will cost then you need to know if you have enough money to finish the work right you need to know how much it's going to cost. And so I wanted to first talk about my money story because I think what is so important is that we have to know what our relationship with money is before we're able to really figure out what we need, okay? So for me, my money story is is that my parents did well for themselves. My parents were like first-generation uh, kids who were making six figures. This is like in the 90s, right? Um, both of my parents made over six figures, and they were the ones who, quote-unquote, made it. They were the first ones that were in a single-family home living in the suburbs. They were the ones that were you know, we got, we were going on vacation. You know, I remember being nine years old and being in Jamaica, right? I remember going to Disney World more than one time. I remember having, you know, whatever the latest thing was that was in the, on, in Toys R Us, right? <laughs> or in the department stores being at, underneath my tree on Christmas uh, day, you know what I'm saying? I know, I, I recognize that my parents worked really, really hard to make sure that our story didn't look like this, right? That I am, I'm very clear of. Um, but with that being said, conversations were happening about it. So my relationship with money was that it's just going to be here. I didn't know you had to earn it. I didn't know you needed to save. I didn't know you needed to watch your spending. I didn't even know you needed to give. I knew that whatever, however it was going to come, it was just going to come and it was going to be there for me, right? And what that taught me is I didn't necessarily think I had to work for it. This is my air quotes, okay? And so because of that, I kind of was just like, oh, you know, I got a job and my first job actually was working with my dad. Um, And I pretty much was like, I mean, okay, well, I got money. I got my money to spend on me, but they my parents. And so whatever else I need, they got, they take care of. So if I blow through my paycheck, they got me, right? And at the end of the day, when you're a kid, of course you think like that, but there was never a, for me, I felt like there was never a correction in like, yeah, that's not how the real world works, right? Like if you blow your paychecks, you not getting nothing until you get paid again. Um, and then I got a, you know, a, a regular job. I can't, where was my first job? I think I worked at Sam's. Um, yeah, I did. That was my my next first job was my next job was working at Sam's. And, you know, that was good. Like I was like, OK, they pay me good, you know, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. And but I still had the same habits. Right. Like it's my money and I spend it on whatever I want to spend it on. And my parents would take care of the rest. Right. Um, I remember my first year in college, I went to Hampton and um. <laughs> I, I laugh at my mom now about it because she was just like I knew nothing I really didn't like I don't even know so before like I you know 
I had, I, I want to say back then it's probably when like bank cards first came out because Bamos was still writing checks everywhere, right? But that was probably around the time when bank cards first came out. So she gave me a bank card to go to school with, right? And so it was my card, but it was linked to her account. There was no, in like she didn't ask. I mean, she didn't say, and I didn't ask. It was like, I just went to the mall. We went, where are we going? Are we going? I, when I tell y'all every week I had a new pair of tennis shoes, every time something, I was like, oh, let me just do that. I was just swiping the card. And then I would go home on the weekends and be like, can we go to the outlets? Can we go do this? And again, because conversations were happening, I just thought money was just on the other side of that. And why not? Like, let's just swing, swing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it doesn't even matter. Like, okay swipe here swipe here swipe here I was like oh I got this so once I finally came home um from not finishing school and my mother was like okay now you an adult right we not take care of you you're here you need to pay some rent while you ain't here or or you need to pay a bill in this joint if you ain't gonna go back to school and you're gonna work this is what you need to do you need to get a car like it was like all these responsibilities I was like what the what is happening like why why wait a minute hold up time pause quit like what what is going on here we not we no one ever said I had to grow up like why couldn't I stay in this space right and so then um I ended up working with my dad again but like contracting with another um contracting with him he was uh one of his I work with one of his contracts in DC government so now I'm getting like a real full-time like like I got a, a regular job right like I am working paying for insurance benefit all of that stuff like it's just it's happening right I have to get my parents money I'm like what is going on and so I literally remember the first day that my uh, first time that my car got repossessed and I was like wait a minute so you mean that if, if you don't pay this they just come take your car like I don't I don't understand I don't get it how come how come nobody told me that they could do that like it's mine like I I I bought it but okay but you're not paying the bills right and so there was like this uh, thing of like oh this doesn't happen to people because I have friends who are not that it's not happening to them I'm like what is happening but I'm again still not knowing I'm just like I'm gonna figure it out right I then um in the same kind of situation so I wasn't paying my car note and then I also wasn't paying insurance now I know we must be riding out here dirty right but so when it was time for me to renew my registration right whatever happened some it was Jesus at this point, okay, because I knew I didn't have the insurance, and I was like, well, I'm going to go try again. They let me register, so I went ahead and re-registered, went about my business, and was like, oh, boom, like, if I don't have to worry about it, that's cool, that's cool. That was probably, so this is uh, early 20s, um, and I probably, this cycle went on for a very long time, and when I say cycle, I mean, I probably had my car repossessed at least three times. And uh, the very last time was when I was like 26, 25, 26 or something like that. And that time my uh, son's father had just started working um, in an organization. He wasn't getting paid like a regular paycheck. He's literally making minimum wage. By this time, my mother is no longer working. It is just my father. They're taking care of my grandmother. Like life is completely different from teenage years. Right. And so I remember calling like, so ain't nobody going to help me? Like, like, I mean, I don't understand. And my mom said to me, like, do you want to be a mother? And I was like, I mean, of course I do. And so she's like, how can you take care of another human being if you can't take care of yourself? 
And I remember being at work. And by this time I was working in healthcare, I was slowly getting myself back together. Like I was like, okay, you need a career sis. Like, girl, you need to be in something you need. So I would, by this time I'm working um, in healthcare. And I just remember being at my job and being like, wow, like, no, that's really, really, that, that makes a, you make a very, really good point. Right. And I'm talking to, you know, my son's father and he's like, this is ridiculous. Like, how do you not know you're supposed to be? And I was just like, I mean, I was, and then I wasn't, and then I was, and then again, I wasn't like, it was just like a, a, you know, kind of a, a roller coaster of like me really not knowing what to do. And so, um, I, yeah, like I said, like 25, 26, something like that. And so I think at that time, I really started to get back into like, I really started to get back into church and like going on a regular basis and participating and volunteering my time and all that other stuff. And um, something about that just grew me up. But also, more importantly, it was the conversation that my mother had with me, like that statement of like, you can't take care if you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of anybody else was really like, girl, you need to get yourself together. Like what is going on and so I made it I made a decision right at that moment and I was like okay you have to figure out what is happening and why you're not um like what do you need to do what needs to be different and so I remember that night kind of going home and you know talking to him about it and just being like all right I, I really have to make some changes and I have to figure this thing out because listen, I'm out here clubbing every weekend, hanging out. You know what I'm saying? We, you know, we, we doing whatever we want to do because we don't have no kids. Like we young, like what, 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 why? Right. Um, and so I ended up getting a part-time job at the hospital that I was working at. So I worked my regular hours. Um, and then the old department that I would work at, I reached out to them and was like, hey, you know, would you all be willing, like, could I do some stuff on the weekends or if y'all have, because they work like random hours or whatever have you. And so they were like, yeah, sure. You know, we got you. Like, if we need you, blah, blah, blah. So I, I did that. And then I was like, hey, this isn't enough because they didn't always need me. Right. And so then I was like, no, I really need to take this seriously. And so then I started like reading up on stuff about like your finances and what you need to do to like raise your credit score. And I started, it wasn't podcasting, but it was like talk radio. Right. And first thing I ever listened to was Dave Ramsey. Um, and I listened to all of these people talk about how they were, you know, living their dream, how they paid off all this debt and what you needed to do. And, you know, and I was just like, okay, well, first things first, like the money I have is okay, but I need to do something else. Right. And so then I ended up getting, so yeah, I left the other, left the other department and then ended up working in a different department um, for a time being probably for, I want to say for like, it probably was like a year and a half. And my intention behind that was um, I worked nights, basically. So I worked from 7.30 until 3.30. I went home for a couple of hours. And then I went back from 8 until 12. Because it was a max. Like, you couldn't work a certain amount of an amount of overtime. Um, but I think I worked from 8 to 12. So another four hours. But I did that every single day, including the weekends. Because my, my goal was I'm paying this car off. I will never get repossessed again. Like I am paying this car off and, and that's going like, this is my focus. And so I remember a whole summer had gone by. So this was like 2006. So summer had gone by, like, I'm like, Oh my gosh. I remember, um, being on this, like, uh, 
it's before there was cell phones and you know instagram and all that other stuff where people could chit chat like a thing called we had like these uh golly what are they called it's like not chat rooms but like this chat board or whatever and so everybody who was like going to like uh, i was called tmot everybody who was going to like uh go-go shows and all this other stuff like we would you know you know catch up with each other what show was playing whatever have you and i just remember that summer like watch like i'm at work at night like watching bambas just talk about what show they just left and i had to keep reminding myself like we're doing this for a reason we're doing this for a reason and every every week i just kept doing it kept doing it until i was able to walk into that credit union and give them bambas 17 dollars and 32 cents and was like can you give me the title to my car okay that was the most gratifying feeling that I had. And I was like 20, I was like 27 by that time, 26, 27 by that time. But it just took me that long to realize that what are you doing? Like you really have to figure this thing out. You have you can't live the rest of your life like this, right? And so that would that changed the trajectory of kind of like how I operated. It really made me think about like I was running my credit report. I was figuring out because back then, you know, you got charged and you had to do a um a, um have somebody run your credit so you can get a copy of it. Well, I had learned that all you have to do is write them and tell them that you are um disputing something or you needed a copy if you wrote them every 30 days they would update it and when I tell you I had a stack a stack of like receipts I was calling people so in the midst of all of that right I get pregnant I have my oldest son I get another job working somewhere else um (laughs) the insurance thing finally catches up with me and uh, the state of Maryland was like ma'am (laughs) <laughs> you owe us five thousand dollars because you ain't had no insurance in four and a half years and i was like you right you right so i remember ended up having to call a friend of mine and i asked him i was like hey listen this is what was going on and you know i'm trying to get myself together but i don't have five thousand dollars to get in right now can i put my car in your name you know go under your insurance and you know what i'm saying like and he was like cool bet let's like i got you whatever have you okay cool did that so i could keep my car because otherwise i wouldn't have been able to renew it i took care of all the stuff um but it was really like all right now you do have a, another person to take care of then you you know you 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 have to figure this thing out for yourself and so it was just like okay yes i'm working here i'm having you know i got a kid now i gotta figure all this stuff out but it really put my like it put me in a place that I was like, I don't ever want my son to have to go through this. Like by the time I had him, I was very clear of how I wanted his money story to be. It wasn't that we was going to struggle. It wasn't that he was going, I needed it to be right down the middle. I needed you to know that you can have what you want if you earn it. You can have what you want, but you need to do the right thing. You can't miss out on your bills. You can't be selfish. You can't be, uh, you, you got to make sure that you're making enough money. You got to make sure that you have it. Don't overspend. Don't, you know, like there was so many things I was like I know that you know at the end of the day I know the lesson that I learned that I want to teach to my kids right and so um yeah like overall it ended up working out um sad funny well I don't know if it's funny or not but sad story when my husband and I first started dating like he is anybody ever hear me talk about him y'all know he is a money guru like he don't play about it at all I think the first 30 days we was dealing with each other he was like what's your credit score and I was like I'm working on it like 
I didn't even have an answer for him, but he was like, I don't play about my credit score. And even that was enough to be like, okay, then bet. Like, I need to be where he at. Like, he was really motivating me. So, but anyway, so um, when we started dating or whatever, um, my friend who had my car on, you know, his name was having having his own situation going on. He like, but yeah, you know what I'm saying? I need to, uh, I'm you're going to have to take the car. I got to take the car on my name, you know, because I got some stuff going on. I was like, all right, cool. Whole time. I still owe the state of Maryland because y'all know how we do. It's trifling, but whatever. I was like, oh, you're going to get whatever money I get from my taxes. I'm not paying you anything. Like, y'all taking extra money anyway. Like, take this money until I reach zero and I'm going to be fine. So I remember having a call Brian and being like, I need to talk to you about something. And so I remember having to tell him. And his first words to me was, I mean, I don't mean no harm, but that's the stupidest thing <laughs> I've ever heard. And I was just like okay great so are we doing this or not you gonna help me out he like i mean i'm gonna help you out but he was like i just want you to know that was really really irresponsible i was like yeah i know i get it i was irresponsible at that time so totally understand it now right like um but i'm grateful you know a part you know i'm grateful to him that he because otherwise again would have been the same situation i listen <laughs> At this present time, I need my car. I need to be able to get to work to pay these bibles. Um, but it really was. I'm grateful that I had that, that that he extended that grace to be able to help me out to be able to do that. <clears throat> and to also like by the time we were dealing with each other, I still was really trying to fix some of the mistakes that I had made. You know, I, I heard the whole story that like, hey, if you wait um seven years, stuff will fall off your credit. And I had like this outstanding balance from a discovery card to some that they had sent me as soon as I turned 18 and ain't nobody telling me cut that joint up. But as soon as I turned 18 and I was at Pentagon City at the gene machine by buying Sergio's and um, but, and uh, with them bogos like the uh, uh, stretch jeans. Uh, listen, I was turning them moles up. OK, so I was like, hey, listen, I'm going to just wait for these seven years to go by. And once it goes, it'll drop, right? I was like, I'm not paying these joints. <laughs> I was just like, child, it's not funny. But no, pay your bills, y'all, for real, pay your bills. But that was my money story. My money story was is that I, I did not, my relationship with money was trash. It was, it was just going to figure itself out, right? Until I learned that, no, you have to, there's things that you are responsible for, that you have to do to make sure you can do the things that you want to do. And so you hear all the time about this scarcity versus um, uh, abundance mindset. And a lot of times people talk about it in reference to money, but a lot of it really is just your mindset in general. Like scarcity can be in anything, it can be scarcity of time, scarcity of skills, um, an abundance of time or an abundance of skills, right? So it doesn't necessarily have to be money, but you do need to know where you are. You need to know that scarcity mindset could be, um, as simple as I don't have enough, so I don't think I can, or I have so much and I want to hold on to it because I don't want it to go nowhere, right? Or where I was at was kind of like, which is a scarcity mindset of like, oh, okay, like it's just going to come. Like we say like money's going to come to me. Yeah, I believe that. Like I want money to flow through me and flow, you know, but it goes both ways, right? And for me, it was like my scarcity came in like, 
oh, okay, so I can spend on mine and something's going to come from somewhere else. I don't have to be responsible for it. I don't have to be responsible with it. It'll just figure itself out. And as I got older, I'm like, no, you need to be clear about what it is that you want to do with your money, but also where this money is coming from. It ain't going to come out of thin air. Like with the way you thought it was when you were a teenager, you have to do some work. Right. And so um, as again, as I was getting more into um, trying to, you know, better myself and just being on a, a journey of like my own kind of self healing from all the things right um i started really looking at stuff to say what does god say about money right so this scripture right here of knowing like you need to know how much it's going to cost you what is it going to cost and a lot of times i we sit down i think i talked about this a little bit last week um it's like we don't we don't we don't talk about money we don't talk about that we don't try to figure it out and i can say that you know there's times where you say you know we good i don't have to worry about that but even in this entrepreneurship journey if i had to do anything all over again it probably would have been that which would have been really asking uh you know what we did was as we said how much money do we need to be able to afford how how much do we need to like for us to afford for me to come home, what do we need to have, right? We took care of like what it was going to look like for me to be home and what these bills are going to look like in the house and taking care of the kids and all that stuff. What we did not say to ourselves is how much it costs to start a business? How much it costs to, um, you know, you know, on the startup costs? How much do we have to invest into this business? How long do we have to invest into this business, right? And so when you don't sit down and you don't figure out how much it is, you're going to find yourself in situations where you like, wait a minute, what? How do we get here? Because you will not have enough money to finish the work, which is what the word says, right? And I think a lot of times we figure out like, I don't want you. I don't want to look foolish. Right. So I don't necessarily want to quit. I don't want to have to go back to work. I don't want to have to, um, you know, do certain things because what will people say? And so this is kind of like my final point is that at the end of the day, whatever it is you're trying to do, you got to get money. If it, when it was time for me to say, no, I need to I need to get my credit together, which now I have it. 800 plus score okay um but when it was like i need to get my credit together i need to figure out i need to find money somewhere okay yes my regular nine to five is allowing me to be able to get back and forth to work every day pay for my son's you know daycare gas all that food all the other stuff but i need extra money i need to figure out how i'm going to how i'm going to pay these things off maybe it was some of it was as simple as saying listen i'm gonna give you twelve dollars $12.50. $12.50. I remember I had like a very small student loan debt. And that's how I started. $12.50 every pay period. And then when I got a, a raise and I was it's like, okay, I'm making a little bit more money. I added to that. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna do that. In between that time, I have had, I've done different little, uh, what do they call it? Like money marketing uh, things to try to make some money. Like I, My husband will always say like, you always be trying something. I do because I feel like that there's ways to be able to do stuff. I'm not just going to just sit around and just hope that it's going to come. Like I have to put some work into it, right? And so even now, I've had this conversation with you all, you know, a few times over the last couple of weeks, like being in this space right now, like, yes, it calls to be an entrepreneur. And you, like, even in doing this podcast, when I wrote the outline out and I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to, even though I put it in the show notes and I put it on certain stuff, like I'm like, I am verbally asking people to donate 
to the, you know, buy me a coffee donation thing. And I'm like, it makes me feel uncomfortable. However, I know what it is that I'm trying to do. I know that I'm not just saying, hey, I just want your money just to want it. Like, I know that I'm growing this movement. And in order to grow the movement, in order to build what you need to build, like you need to have money. And I think this is probably going into other conversations that will probably happen later on this month. But like God wants us to be wealthy. God wants us to build his kingdom. It doesn't happen just because we think of it. It doesn't happen just because of the vision that he had. You have to, there has to be funding, right? And so when we talk about earning money, you have to figure out how can I earn money now? What do I need to do now? What can I do now that's going to help me out in the future? So for myself, I said, okay, there's some things that I need to I need to do. I, a couple of weeks ago, I put my bid in, shot my shot for a full-time job. Um, we'll see where that comes. I have thought about some other like side gigs, you know, um, couple when I first got out of when I first left my job, y'all um round off, y'all remember I was doing Instacart, the in 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 cart shopping. And so I was like, all right, it's about to be the holidays. Let me go back to doing that. You know what I'm saying? Let me figure that out. Maybe there's some other places, some other stuff that I can do, some work from home stuff, some part-time stuff. Like this is where you just figure it out because at the end of the day, you are building something. You are building the life that you want. You are building the life that you deserve. And money is a part of that. But if you do not talk about it and you act like it doesn't matter, you're going to find yourself just circling the drain because you're not going anywhere. You're just kind of just pacing. That's all we're doing. And so my goal with these conversations for this month is to really get us to plan well, right? Like this is financial planning month. Um, and so let's say what we're going to do with it. Well, let us let like literally let's first, I mean, first and foremost, you need to know your money story. What's your relationship with your money? So you know how you operate, that you know what your pitfalls. Are you a spender? Do you spend too much? If they send you in Target, are you walking out there with a $350 bill every single time? Do you need to press pause and do an Amazon fast, right? They didn't, so many things are at our fingertips right now. Do you have a problem like me? Sometimes you walk in the grocery store and you pick up stuff that you like, oh, I'm going to use this for a recipe in about five months. And then you go back and you're like, dang, this joint expired, right? Do you have like, do you, are you afraid that do you hoard money, right? Like there's so many different things that could be stifling where you're trying to go. Um, that you need to figure, you need to know your story off the break. And then what does God say about, what does God say about money? Like read the Bible, go and look up some scriptures. I gave you one today. Lots of times people like to read the, uh, what is the one that's like uh, the root of, you know, money is the root of all evil. It, first of all, it's a lot of times that joint is read out of context, but it very much so is like if it if it runs you, if money runs you, if that's what your, your goal to everything is, is money, money. I, I got to have money. I need money. If that is, that, that's the root of all evil. But if you know their money is a resource and not your source, that makes all of the difference. It, it makes the difference tremendously. And then the third thing is you got to get money. You have to figure out how to earn money right now. We spend more time talking about we what we need, what we wish we had. Again, 
we talk up we talk very we talk a lot about what we want what we wish we could have all the other stuff but we are not doing what are you doing how can you earn more money that is the question that you have to ask yourself that is where you need to be clear upon so that you're able to do what it is that you're trying to do and y'all i'm you know i don't want to be all i feel like i'm sounding like <laughs> which i really am not i'm not but i'm just saying like this is me talking to me too like me being honest about myself because when i started this journey i was all like i don't want to charge nobody i don't want to do this this is a god thing why i gotta and and here's the thing you can't build what it is god i can't build the vision god gave me without money period I know what it is I'm supposed to do. So ultimately, if we're not being active in our building, then we're 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 delaying it. We're delaying the blessing for other people. And for me, I just said, you know what? This series is right on time because I, I no longer want to delay other people's blessings. I need to do what I need to do. And if it's gonna make me uncomfortable to ask, then I'm just gonna be uncomfortable every day. And I'm just gonna continue to ask. So um again know your money story what is your relationship with money and tell the truth sis okay um what does god say about money read your bible and read it and 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 meditate on it like have a conversation with him about it listen to him what is he saying to you what is he putting in your spirit about it and then get money sis get money I ain't going to finish the rest of that, but get money um how can you earn more money right now Think about it. It is so many ways to be able to, you probably don't even have to leave your house to do it. There's so many ways. That, just try, try. We spend so much time talking. Just try y'all, please. Please, please, please. Okay. Uh, as always, thank y'all for rocking with me. If you enjoyed this podcast and you find it valuable, please consider making a donation by buying me a coffee. Your support will help me create new content and reach more people. Click the buy me a coffee link. Remember, Jesus and therapy. Take charge of your mental health and get 10% off your first month of therapy at www.betterhelp.com slash slang, S-L-A-Y-I-N-G. That is www.betterhelp.com slash slang, S-L-A-Y-I-N-G. Get yourself a journal. It's, it's, it's holiday season. Go ahead and purchase that. That's all you can get that off of Amazon. If you're interested in working with me directly, go ahead to the um the link and uh click and click click a book a connection call with me. Um, make sure you subscribe to the newsletter. Share this with at least 10 people. 10. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. We are trying to hit 50,000 downloads this year, y'all. We are close. We can do it. I can't do it without you. I'm telling you, I can't do it without you. Make sure you're following me on Instagram. It's Slaying Self Doubt. Remember, every Thursday this month, the month of October at 7 p.m., turn your notifications on so that you know at 7 p.m. I will be going live on my page and we will be talking to Tiffany Burns, Money Mindset Coach, of the Lotus Legacy. And we're going to be talking about money, y'all. We're talking about money. Um, until next week, or actually until Thursday. See ya.
All right, y'all, that's all for this week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Remember to head over to Facebook and Instagram and follow me at Slaying Self Doubt. Oh, wait, don't forget, go to my YouTube channel and watch this episode. And remember to press the subscribe button. Until next week, see ya.